It's been really good to share with you this morning and these fabulous costumes that the children have had. Let's give them one more round of applause, shall we? Amazing. I'm not sure I've played a star before, and particularly not a star that is in an argument with an angel. So that's an interesting thing. Um, we've been saying some words together. Let's say them again together this morning. Oh, the places you go, the people you'll see, God is with you and God is with me. So we'll say it together. Oh, the places you'll go and the people you'll see, God is with you and God is with me. So just a few thoughts about those words that we've been saying all morning today. And the first thing I want to say is, God is with you and God is with me. And uh, when we come to celebrate Christmas, one of the words that's used for Jesus is the word Emmanuel. And Emmanuel was a word that was used in one of the prophecies from the Old Testament. And it comes up again in Matthew's Gospel where an angel quoted it. And Emmanuel means God with us. And I think that's a really amazing thing. That the God who created this world and everything in it should choose to come down and be one of us. A human being to come as a baby to live a life just as we do and uh, stop all the privileges that he had as God to come and be one of us. So we're thinking this morning about God is with you and God is with me. And we're also thinking about places to go and people will see. So we're going to think about some of the places that we might have been. We're coming to the end of a decade. Have a think about some of the places that you might have been in the last 10 years. Are there any fabulous places that people might want to share with us? Think about... I think I heard Ipswich over there. <laughs> Verdicts out on that one. Um, what about the people that you've seen? Has anybody seen any really fabulous people over the last 10 years? Well, we're going to be thinking about that. Before we do that, Natalie's going to come and uh, read from, for us. And she's going to read Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is a psalm that many people find really, really helpful in uh, everyday life. So if we can just find one of the microphones that's around. And uh, you all right holding that? Well, okay. So thank you, Natalie. Psalm 23. Is it switched? The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength, he guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you. I'll just take that microphone. So, Psalm 23, and uh, we're going to be thinking about three places that we might get drawn to from Psalm 23. And the first place we're thinking about are the ordinary places of life. And um, for most people, life will follow a pattern. We go to similar places each week, we meet similar people maybe, and we do similar things. So let's find out 
some of those places that we might have been this week. Who's been to school this week? Lots of people have been to school, mainly children, but there may be some teachers here who've been into school every day. Who has been in their house this week? Yes. I hope you see everybody's hand up there. Um, so, ordinary places. Who has been to the shops this week? Good. I won't ask what you've been buying, but I guess some of that will have been food. So, already we've got places, we've got things that happen in everyday life. And uh, there's a painting going to come up there from uh, L.S. Lowry. And uh, Lowry is uh, an artist who's famous for painting everyday scenes. And uh, this is one of his pictures called A Village Square. I wonder what you can spot in that picture that might be something that uh, we come across every day. Who can spot something in that picture? What have you spotted? People walking their dogs. Yes, absolutely. Something that we would see in everyday life. Some houses. Yeah, once again, the ordinary places we see. Not sure if the mic's working. A bridge. A bridge. Okay, we see bridges around everywhere, don't we? We've got one over here as well. You put your hand up. Excellent. Um, a church. A church. And we can walk around, particularly in this country, and see lots of churches. So Larry was famous for paintings of everyday life. And Psalm 23 starts off by talking about a scene that will be very familiar to the people who would have read it at the time it was written. It's a very pastoral scene that we hear there. We, we talk about shepherds, it talks about streams, it talks about green meadows, it talks about paths. And that psalm says that God is there in those situations. And I wonder if we can recognize that God can be with us every day of our life in the ordinary things that we do. The times in our houses, the times in our jobs, the times in our schools, God is there. And actually, most of our life will be like that. You know, Jesus, we've seen from today's story, was born in quite ordinary circumstances. There was no palace like King Herod lived in. There was no, nothing special. In fact, it went the other way, didn't it? Born in a stable. Jesus knows about those ordinary places and ordinary times. And I wonder if we can recognize the times when God is there with us in our ordinary lives. And the psalm talks about the cup overflowing with blessings. I wonder if we could recognize the blessings that we have in our everyday life. So that's the first place, the ordinary and everyday places. The second place, and we, well, we say that again, good to say that again, the places you'll go and the people you'll see, God is with you and God is with me. There's an interesting picture and it's called the Slough of Despond. Does anybody know where, which uh, story we find the slough of despond, Christine. The Pilgrim's Progress. Excellent. And that's a picture of what it might be like to be in the slough of despond from the Pilgrim's Progress. And the psalm talks about another place that we can go in our lives. 
not just the ordinary parts of our lives, but the dark places. Even though I walk through the darkest path, I will not be afraid because you are with me. So what's that darkest path like? I guess for some of us, maybe we'll fall over and get hurt when we're playing. For others, it's having an illness. When things are difficult in life, we find ourselves in that place which we would rather not be in. But the psalmist says, don't be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid in those places because I know God is there. I know that God is there in those dark places. And part of the Emmanuel we talked about, the God with us, Jesus went to the darkest place. We know that Jesus died on a cross. That's bad enough as it is, but we find out from God's word that in that death, he took on the weight of all our sin as well. All the wrong things that have been done, all the bad things in the world taken upon him. The darkest place. Jesus can identify with us when we're in that dark place. Are we able to turn to him for help and support as the psalmist did when we find ourselves in that dark place? The people we meet, you know, there are going to be people that we meet that are in that dark place as well. And it may be that God uses us to reach into people's lives, to help out in those dark times and those dark places. So two messages there, really. When we're in that dark place, we can turn to God. God will be there with us. God has been through that already and will be there with us. But can we also be used by God to help others in the dark places as well? And so we come to the third place. And uh, there's a lovely picture there. It's a place where we can't really put a picture up. It's the place of Christian hope. Maybe we could just say those words, Steve. If you go back one slide, Steve. Oh, the places you'll go and the people you'll see, God is with you and God is with me. So the third place, the place of Christian hope. Part of the Advent message is not just about Emmanuel, Jesus coming to earth, but it's about the hope of a future place where Christian people, those who love Jesus, will be with him. And that's an amazing thought, that uh, in the future, the Bible tells us, in that place where Jesus is, there'll be no more pain, no more suffering, no more death. And that's a really big part of the Christian hope, that uh, we have that place. But the most important thing about that place when Jesus comes again is that he himself will be there. And uh, we can turn to him, we can have that hope of a wonderful future. The Bible tells us that uh, there'll be new bodies. That'll be a wonderful thing for some of us, to have that new body and that chance to, to worship a God who did so much for us. We can't look at that picture and say it will be like that. It's one artist's impression. Uh, but we know that it will be a wonderful place to be where Jesus is at the center of everything. So we've got three places. We've got the ordinary place, everyday lives that we face, um, 
our houses, our homes, our schools, the shopping that we do, the everyday things. God is there. God is interested in those things. We've got the darkest place, that slough of despond, when we can turn to him. And we have that future hope of a place to go where Jesus is at the center and all pain and suffering will be gone.